You've heard us talk about DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports, and how Payday can come every day by entering their contest with huge cash prizes up for grabs. Making a lineup on DraftKings adds excitement to every night and is simple to do. Draft your lineup and feel the sweat like never before. Every moment means more with a DraftKings lineup on the line. DraftKings has paid out over $7 billion to users across all sports. DraftKings is the leader in daily fantasy sports, so there is no better place to get in on all the action. Now that you know how to play, download the DraftKings app and sign up using code THPN. New users will get a free entry with their first deposit. That's code THPN to get a free entry with your first deposit. Only at DraftKings. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Hey everyone, welcome to the Bolts broadcast. My name is Mike Mitchelson, Chase Croshaw with me today. Chase, how you doing on this Wednesday night? I'm doing pretty good, actually. Uh, so, you know, we just had our North American Hockey League draft today. So, you know, I'm, I'm pretty happy. H- had a guy that, um, you know, I was heavily recommending selected. So, of course, you know, I'm happy about that news. That's, you know, the, the first player that I've ever had drafted. Um, so, uh, other than that, you know, just chilling uh we podcasted earlier today in person for wnp now we're doing this you know separately uh so it, it was a pretty busy day for me how about you uh i mean outside of the podcast earlier got to have some pizza that was awesome outside of that it's been a kind of a boring day i got news though that my cousin has covid and she's doing okay uh thank gosh but it comes with more bad news than just that she has covid this weekend was supposed to be my last hurrah up at Michigan State. Uh, I'm graduating this summer, and my apartment, I got to hand the keys over August 1st. So this weekend was going to be the last hurrah. However, that's not the case anymore because they've got COVID, and I'm going to be honest, I don't really want to hang out with all their friends without them. So, um that just kind of stinks. It kind of ruined my mood. Uh, they're trying to figure something else out, like maybe in August, but I won't have my place. So is it really as fun? But other than that, uh, it's been a decent day. Played some Smite. I'm better at it now. I talked about it in the last episode, how it's absolute garbage. I'm better now. Still not very good, but we're getting there. I see that. That's all that matters. You know, I haven't played the game in a while. Um, I still have it downloaded, I think, but like... I was solid at it at best when the game was first out and it's and everybody's brand new to it. So I couldn't even imagine what it'd be like now. So, you know, the, the fact that you, you toughed it out through the shittiness and, you know, you maybe you're getting a little bit better. It's good to see. Well, you know, what's the best part, Chase, is when we played, we played arena, but also did a little bit of conquest here and there. Uh, d- did you know that Smite had items to buy? I did not. <laughs> see, me either. If, if there's any people that actually play Smite and are listening to this, you know how terrible that is because items are like the biggest part of Smite. And so you and I, a couple years back, what was it, three, four years ago, we're just going in, doing whatever, just trying to fight people, not even knowing anything. That's how you progress. That's how you, your guy gets better and everything. So, yeah, when when they told me last week, they're like, hey, how do you get or uh, make sure to get this item or whatever? I'm just like, 
items. What are you talking about? <laughs> so that's great. It, it's like in Call of Duty, them being like, all right, pick this gun. You're like, wait, there's guns. <laughs> so it's like that big of a deal. But uh, good episode on tap today. We're starting off with a ton of news because over these over these past couple of days from our last episode, we've just had a shitload of news. So going to be talking about all that first. Then after the commercial break, going to be doing more Tampa stuff. We got some Tampa news about the playoffs, about some of our players. And then we're also going to be doing our expansion draft preview because the expansion draft is coming up July 21st. So we want to preview that for you guys this episode, but that will be after the commercial break. Chase, let's start with the news. And I think the biggest piece of news comes out of Minnesota. Yeah, so, uh, you know, to, to headline our Big old batch of news. Uh, Ryan Suter and Zach Parise will be bought out in Minnesota. Uh, yeah, that was a pretty big thing when it hit the news cycle. Um, these contracts were signed back in 2012. It was uh, pretty massive deals. Um, obviously, they are not working out very well. Parise was, I mean, he, he had like maybe, you know, a good season or two in Minnesota and then immediately was a regrettable contract. Ryan Suter lasted a little bit longer. Uh, was kind of He's kind of slowing down, showing signs that, you know, you probably should get out of this contract while you can. Uh, they're, they're going through a little bit of a weird transition. So they've been rebuilding for a while, of course. Uh, you know, they've got the young talent finally. So they want to get these older guys out. You're going to have to, you know, eat some like buyout dead cap at this point for a little bit. But, you know, you, you can get some young guys in, some young faces in, get these two older veterans a different opportunity to go win a cup. Um, you know, it, it works out for everybody at the end of the day. It's just still kind of a crazy transaction. Absolutely. These two players have been the faces of the Minnesota franchise for years, close to a decade. And the fact that they're now bought out, which I think that people saw it coming. Um, Maybe two years ago, we really started to see the regression from Parise and Suter. We're seeing it more now from him. Um, think I think people saw it coming, but it's still such, such a shock that it happened, even though we saw it coming just because they are the face. That'd be like the Red Wings buying out Pavel Datsuk if he wasn't moving over to the KHL. Um, and same with like Zetterberg. Like it's a crazy type of situation. Yeah, it, it's strange. Um, like I mean, like it's it's strange, but like it, it makes sense. It, it's just weird because you don't usually see super high profile guys like this um, bought out. Like you see bad contracts bought out, but like they're still good NHL players and they're gonna get decent contracts at least. Uh, definitely Suter will. Um, yeah. Like they're they're gonna be sought sought out by a lot of teams, um, so it's it's not like it's someone that's gonna be bought out and their career is done. Uh, so it's it's a little bit of different water that we're kind of treading here. I think it's gonna be exciting for Minnesota now too. That opens up two extra spots to um, you know save players from the expansion draft. It also shows that they're going in this younger direction. Now the big goal here is to get Kaprizov back, Kaprizov, get Kaprizov back. Um, if they can do that, um, gonna be excited to see what happens here. They're going with this young wave. I like it. They've avoided it for way too long. They're finally moving in that direction, and I think it's a good one. Yeah, and it's it's good for them too because now they don't have to lose out. I'm at uh, Dumba for literally nothing. Vegas or Seattle, excuse me. They're about to get him for free. Uh, I don't think you could have paid anything for them to not take Matt Dumba, to be honest. But now Minnesota can protect them. You know, they they still meet the exposure requirement with Carson Soucy. So that kind of is a huge hit for Seattle, um, which kind of trickled on effect. Yeah, absolutely. And Chase, another hit for Seattle. We talked about it. Duncan Keith could be the face of Seattle. That's not going to be the case anymore. Is Duncan Keith heading over to Edmonton? Yeah, so the 
Uh, based on the trade return, the obvious current perennial Norris winning and favorite defenseman, Duncan Keith, who's over to Edmonton for Caleb Jones and a conditional third that can become a second. Holy yikes. Uh, I, there, you know, after this trade is made, obviously there's ridicule, you know, I don't know if this is a direct quote, but like pretty much Holland said, what do you um, want me to do? Get him for free. And then literally he traded away Dylan Wells for future considerations. So, uh, you know, obviously there's, it's like not a linear thing. It's just kind of a funny parallel, but this was a horrible, 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 horrible overpay by Edmonton. Uh, this is something you could probably wait till after, you know, the expansion draft to do if you wanted to make this trade. Uh, you should not have to be giving up Caleb Jones and that high of a draft pick because Caleb Jones is a guy. He's not necessarily going to be a superstar by, by any means, but he's going to be a very reliable NHL defenseman for a lot of years. And Duncan Keith is on his way out and hate to break it to Edmonton. This is not the piece that pushes you over the hump. Not even close. And I think one thing that will kind of put this in the picture for everyone uh, this Friday, Duncan Keith turns 38 years old. Oh, uh, great, great defenseman in his prime. Loved watching him. Uh, not in his prime anymore. Thirty-eight Seven years, years old. Prime. Yeah, thirty-eight years old. Like uh, that's tough. And the conditions on that for the pick to be a third to a second, uh, Edmonton would have to win the first three rounds of the playoffs next year. They'd have to make it to the Stanley Cup Finals. So, uh, if they do that on the back of like Connor McDavid, but then get smoked because they still don't have the defense because Duncan Keith, obviously not in his prime. That's tough. Also, I saw a lot of people saying, how bad does it feel to trade all that for Duncan Keith and then see, oh, Ryan Suter is a free agent? Yeah, that, that that hurts. I'd much rather spend the money to get Ryan Suter than give up that for <laughs> Duncan Keith. It's like it's 14 days a week. Yeah, the, tra- the trade was just a little too early. They didn't see Suter. Uh, get cut yet, bought out yet. So they go and get Duncan Keith and that's unfortunate. And I saw a lot of Edmonton fans arguing with those Edmonton fans saying, oh, I'd rather Suter. Uh, they were like, well, we wouldn't have been able to get Suter anyways. He doesn't even like Edmonton. That wouldn't be a market for him. And I'm just thinking, I mean, I'd at least try to take a shot over trading all that they did for Keith. But again, that was after the case. So they wouldn't really know. Yeah, and at the end of the day, if you pay enough money, he'll make it work. You can sign him to one or two your deal where you pay him a little bit extra than he deserves, uh, and maybe you can you know push right there. He'd definitely give you a better chance of winning than Keith does, but whatever. It's done. It's over with. You got Duncan Keith. Uh, he gave up a shit ton. Congrats. Absolutely. All right, Chase, our next piece of news just makes me think, holy shit, I'm old. One of the best goaltenders as I grew up is now retired. Yeah, Pekka Rene, the... 2004 NHL draft pick, uh, you know, 258th overall, obviously, and one of the all-time steals in the NHL. Uh, he has retired, so, you know, hats off to Pekka Rene. He had a great career. Sucks he couldn't get a Stanley Cup. Um, you know, he's not a, that's a Hall of Fame level goalie, I would say, and especially without the Stanley Cup, there's no chance he gets in, but he was a very, very good goalie for a long time. Uh, he was the face of the National Predators for quite some time. He's the only reason that they were a competitive team for a lot of years. Uh, but, you know, you can kind of tell he was on his way out. Uh, this is UC Saros team now. He's ready to take over. Uh, you know, best of luck to Rene going forward with whatever he does. Um, you know, it, it is it is weird to see a guy like him going out, though, because he has been really a part of my whole hockey fandom life. It makes me sad because that means Lundqvist is coming soon. Marc-Andre Fleury's coming soon. Even though Lundqvist didn't play this year and uh, we knew that that could be the end for him, he hasn't officially retired yet. 
Um, could be the end for him. Could be the end for Marc-Andre Fleury. Could be the end for a lot of other guys, including Crosby and Ovechkin. So uh, getting a little bit scared, you know? We're we're really getting old now. Yeah, we are. And, like, it, it's kind of like freaky to think, you know, Pekka Rene is an 4 draft pick, and Ovechkin was an 4 draft pick. Crosby is an 5 draft pick. You know, Crosby's going to be 34 in, in the month of August. Uh, he, like, he's, he's getting up there. Like, these legends of the game are all very close to stepping out. It's crazy. Absolutely. Well, Chase, let's talk about a, another vet who might not be able to play this year. Yeah, so uh, Shea Weber is all sorts of banged up. Uh, he may have to sit out this next upcoming season. So Elliot Friedman, um, if I'm not, no, no, apologies. It's pure LeBron, actually. So there's concern over Shea Weber's knee, ankle, and thumb injuries. Might not be able to play this upcoming season. Hasn't made any final decisions yet, but it seems unlikely that Montreal is going to protect him in the expansion draft at this point. You know, I, I, I'm like, it's kind of shocking. Like if he's not going to play this year, then of course it makes sense. And Seattle's not going to really bite their take a bite of that bait, but it's still a shocking, you know, just to leave your captain unprotected, uh, leave like the leader of your team unprotected, unprotected, but it makes sense. Um, you know, this was an issue a couple of years ago that we thought Shea Weber was going to be out of the league. Um, he was able to hang around and keep on trucking. So it's, it sucks that this is going to be the way that it ends. And a guy that stepped up in this year's playoffs. He played really well and helped Montreal get to the Stanley Cup Finals. So that would suck. But, I mean, health always comes first. And if the injuries are that tough, then you definitely got to be looking at it. And I don't know how, how old Shea Weber is. I would guess along the same age as Duncan Keith, maybe a year younger. But uh, definitely want to be taking care of your health as you're getting in the upper 30s. Oh, yeah, 100%. Uh, Shea Weber will be 36 in the month of August. Um, he's taken a bigger beating than Duncan Keith have, has in his career. Shea Weber's played a certain way. Uh, you know, he's played this really physical, strong, you know, great defensive game. And it's made him a lot of money, and it's earned him, you know, like borderline legend status in the hockey community. But it takes a toll on you, and it, it's just hard for him to keep on going. Absolutely. It's a tough one. Well, Chase, let's talk about another big defenseman, Brandon Carlo, out of the Boston Bruins camp. Get your contract extension. Uh, yeah, so uh, Brandon Carlo, as you mentioned, contract extension, uh, 4.1 a year. That's $24.6 million deal over six years. Uh, good for him. I mean, I, I think it's a pretty fair price all around. He's not someone who's going to be providing a lot of offense for you, but, you know, he is a, a guy that I, I loved coming out of the draft. Um, you know, I, I, I said at the time he should be an easy first-round pick, no questions asked. Uh, he falls to the second round. Sure enough, he's become a very, you know, very sturdy defensive defenseman in the NHL. Uh, it's kind of a breed that's dying out, but he's one of the guys that's really, you know, making it hold on and is still making it look like a very essential piece. Kind of wish that he got better in NHL, if I'm being honest. He's, he is a guy that I like a lot, and I'm happy that he got his money, but in NHL, he is literally just not usable. He just hovers around that 81 mark and just never gets better, never puts up any points. Doesn't really help defensively either because he's always in the negative when you look at the plus minus for me. So I don't know. It's tough when it comes to NHL, but hey, could you imagine instead of blowing their first three picks in that same draft, they were able to hit on like a Matt Barzal and uh, who else was after that? I know there was a couple really big names out there. Um, the next three picks were Matt Barzal, Thomas Shabbat, and Kyle Connor, if I'm not mistaken. That's right. I think it was. So hitting on those three and then getting Brandon Carlo in the second as well, that would have been the... 
best draft of all time. Yeah, uh, they if that were if that were the Boston Bruins right now, they would have won four straight Stanley Cups, and they would not be losing anytime soon. They got Jake DeBrusque, who's he's decent. Um, he's fine. He's fine for an NHLer. But then, then you go Jake Saboral and Zachary Seneshin and whew. the the fucking Seneshin pick. I don't what? understand it. <laughs> like that pick at the time was brutal. Like I, I literally had no idea anything about this kid. Uh, he was clearly not anywhere near a first round consideration from any other scouts boards. And sure enough, it's showing that way. He's not, he's just not good. He's just flat out. Not good. He's not an NHL player and he will not be a full-time NHL player anytime soon. Where was he ranked? Cause I thought I remember seeing, he was like 48th or something when they took him, they're like, Oh man, this is a shocker. He wasn't supposed to go until mid to late second round. I think it was later than that. Honestly, yikes. Great pick, Boston, and that's why you got Screw smoked em. by. Uh, who did get smoked by the Isles? That's what it was. Yeah, that's yes, yes. Yeah. All right, Chase. Well, let's move on to one of your love childs, um, Jeff Skinner. He has waived his no move clause, and I think that's good for Buffalo because he's making a lot of money. If they can find a way to get him over to Vegas, that would probably be the best for them. Yeah. No. Uh, Buffalo called up Jeff Skinner. Said, "Hey, look." You're going to waive your no move clause because Buffalo will not be or Seattle will not be taking you. They're not taking on that contract of yours. So you're going to be able to stay here. You're going to get your money. We're going to hold on to you and we're going to be able to protect an extra piece so we can keep doing the right thing. That That's exactly what happened. And if he says no to that, then they buy him out legitimately. They, they, they would they would do something like that because like it just he wasn't he's not worth his money. He's not good enough right now. It sucks because Jeff Skinner is an awesome player. It just hasn't worked out. So. You know, it's no surprise that they asked him to waive his no-move clause. It's no surprise that he did it either. Um, you know, guys are always want to help out their teams any way they can. That's just another way to do it. What's actually going to happen is they're going to trade Jeff Skinner and their first overall pick um, to Seattle just for them not to take anyone. That, that's what's going to happen. You know what? Sure, why not? Yeah, yeah. They're going to trade their first overall pick to Seattle so that Seattle takes Jeff Skinner. There we go. That's what I'm trying to say. I- I'm in for this. <laughs> and then... On top of that, they're going to trade Jack Eichel to Minnesota because, yes, we have news. Minnesota's going after Jack Eichel. And, Chase, I don't want to say I called it, but an episode, uh, I don't know, a week ago, maybe a week and a half ago, I said, hey, Kaprizov for Jack Eichel straight up. And you're like, ew, no, but looks like it's going to happen. No, that will not be the trade that happens. <laughs> um, I don't know where I don't know where Minnesota picks in this draft off the top of my head, but I would not be surprised if it's Minnesota's first round pick. And then, um, you know, I don't I don't think they're going to be willing to move on a guy like Marco Rossi, but maybe they move on from a guy like Alexander Kovanov. Maybe they move on from a Callan Addison as well. Uh, so I throw those two guys in there and then find a current NHL player as well. And I think that could be a fair deal that works out for both sides. Um, I, I, sh- I should I should say this. At the end of the day, um, you're never getting enough for Jack Eichel. You don't ever get enough for, for your star players. It just like they're star players for a reason. They're you know, they should borderline be you know, invaluable and untouchable, but at the end of the day, they are, um, you know, so I think, I think if they did something like that, it, it could work out for both teams. You know, give me Jack Eichel on Seattle rather than Minnesota. I don't want to have to tune into Minnesota games. We talk about that all the time. Uh, and if they're not going to be able to keep Carrillo around and he's going to go to the K, then screw them getting Jack Eichel. He should go over to Seattle. I mean, I'd be all for him going to Seattle. Seattle trades second overall pick and, um, wh- whatever the most prominent player is they take in the expansion draft. I'm, I'm in with that. All right. Sounds good to me. Let's uh, let's put our Bolts broadcast seal of approval on it. 
There, I did it. <laughs> um, Chase, next up, let's talk about a coach that you are absolutely in love with. He got an extension. You're so excited. You never called for his head whatsoever. Yeah, Do- Dominic Dustarm. Uh, he gets that three-year extension. Uh, good for you. I mean, like, he helped the team go on to the Stanley Cup Finals, sure. Uh, they got hot, and that's all that happened. He clearly didn't know how to coach when he's just sitting your only relevant players, honestly. Nick Suzuki, of course, is relevant, too, and Shea Weber. But, like, at the end of the day, Cole Caulfield, Yesru Kakanami, Alexander Romanov, they made big impacts on this playoffs when they were in. The fact that they weren't in in the first place is just a joke, and it's a horrible, uh, like, oversight by the coaching staff, and it's it's kind of embarrassing. But whatever. What? What's, what? I was going to ask, why did it seem like the Montreal Canadiens were a better overall team when Ducharme wasn't on the bench? Because they were. They legitimately were. They held, They <laughs> legitimately had a chance to win every single one of those games that, like, that they lost when, when he wasn't behind the bench. Uh, it, it just, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't like this. I don't like the move. I don't like extending him. I don't think he did anything worthy enough. I think it was the team sticking together, getting hot, and Kerry Bryce playing phenomenal. I don't think it was anything that the coaching staff did. You know, I think the coaching staff can have an impact on what the team's actually doing on the ice. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, it's only the elite coaches that really do that. They're These guys are in the NHL for a reason because they're incredibly skilled. So these guys, they all get together and they rally around each other. They don't rally around their coach. Like, let's uh, that's, be honest. So I, I think there was better hires that could be made. You know, smarter guys that um, could make better decisions than Ducharme. But whatever, it's done. I don't really care about Montreal at the end of the day. Uh, if they keep floating around where they have been the last couple of years, I don't really care. What are the chances Montreal makes another deep run? Are, are they going to be no. like Dallas this year where they just don't even make playoffs flat out? Or do you think they can at least make playoffs and do something? If the NHL just adapted the top 16 team format like they should, they wouldn't make the playoffs anyway. Like, I think it sucks when, you know, a team that's 18th, 19th, even 20th can get into the playoffs, but a team that's you know, like 13th can't, for example, um, right. I, I hate, I hate that. So just, just adopt, adopt the top 16 teams and then you can reseed it better to fit, you know, geographical, whatever, if you want at that point, like once you get to a certain point, I don't care, but like they, they, sh- they shouldn't have been a playoff team anyway. I, they just happen to get hot at the right time. And I know it's a lot of what the playoffs is, but like they're just not a good enough team to be able to do that again. I feel that for sure. All right, we're going to go to a quick commercial break. On the other side of the commercial break, we've got your expansion draft preview for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Also, some other pieces of news. Stay tuned. Calling all Jets fans and foodies. What's going on, guys? I'm Brandon Rewicki, the host of Skates and Plates on the Hockey Podcast Network. Look, if you love Jets hockey, this is the place for you. In-depth breakdowns from every game, a deep dive into the big plays and moments from Winnipeg's season, and all the Jets talk you will not find anywhere else. We got it for you on Skates and Plates. Plus, if you love carbs and everything tasty, we jump into the world of food as well. Once a week, we also speak with a member of the local culinary scene to highlight their great stories and the great food they put out. So there it is. Hockey, Jets, food, drink, everything good in life. It's right here on Skates and Plates on the Hockey Podcast Network. All right, and we are back from the commercial break. Um, Chase, before we hop into expansion draft talk, let's talk about some of the injuries that have come out out of the Tampa camp. Uh, We know that the NHL playoffs are always played with 
an immense amount of injuries and players play through them because they're tough. They're not going to pull a LeBron and get sneezed on and immediately go down to the ground, fake a knee injury. And then once everyone moves away from the knee injury, freaking get up, go right to where the people are, go down again with that knee injury. Yeah, that, that, oh my God, that was the most garbage thing I've ever seen a professional athlete do, dude. Like, Come on, you are the top of the game. You're the top of the sport, and that's the type of shit you're pulling. That pisses me off. That's why I do not like basketball at all. I think it's a garbage sport. I think if you legitimately like basketball over sports like hockey and football, you're just delusional. It was easily the craziest thing I have ever seen in the top four American sports, not including soccer, because soccer, there's some crazy stuff you see with people faking injuries. However, if you just look up, if you don't know what we're talking about, if you look up real quick on YouTube... Just LeBron James fakes knee injury or leg injury or something like that. He goes down and he's holding on to his leg. He's in pain, but there's a fight that's breaking out between the two teams. There's no punches exchanged because they're not the NHL. Uh, They're not going to be doing that. But there's a a gather up, a little fight going on uh, that moves away from LeBron. LeBron then picks himself up walks over to where that big crowd is and drops back down. Like, (laughs) that is easily the craziest thing I have ever seen. Like, it makes no sense whatsoever. And that's that's why I'm just so happy that I'm way more into hockey than I am in basketball because you don't have stuff like that going on. Rather, you have Goudreau and McDonough playing through broken hands and Victor Hedman playing through a torn meniscus. Since March 30th, nonetheless, um, you know, that's, there's a reason we thought Hedman at points is looking kind of, you know, slower. It's just like not really himself at points in the season. There you go. There's the answer. Uh, playing through the torn meniscus is I've never done it, so I don't have any idea, but it, it must be tough. Uh, so heads, hats off to Hedman and hats off to get Drow and McDonough as well. Broken hands. Uh, those are definitely pain, painful to play with. Uh, I've never had to play with any broken bones or anything like that when I played hockey. Um, but like, yeah, I, I can't imagine how it's gotta be trying to grip a stick, shoot, uh, you know, hit, do any, anything when you've got a broken hand, dude. Yeah. Never play with any broken bones, but Chase, you did play with some bent ankles. That's fair. <laughs> uh, crazy stuff. Glad to see that, uh, all of them were willing to keep going and they captured that Stanley cup. And I'm sure Goudreau and McDonough weren't worried about the hands whatsoever when they were raising that bad boy. No, like, when you when you're lifting the Stanley Cup, you know people talk about you. You feel nothing. You don't feel pain. You don't you don't feel anything. You just lift the cup. You're in your own world. Uh, and that, that's all you're doing. Like there's people that lift the cup with broken arms, broken shoulders, separated shoulders. You know uh, all, all these crazy injuries. Like it just doesn't matter. You figure out a way to lift it. And Chase, we don't have it written down here on the sheet, but just you know talking about it, it reminded me that you know there's times when you lift the cup. But apparently there's times when you drop the cup too. a picture came oh out God, and yeah. whoo-wee, the top of that cup was very, very bent and just didn't look great. It looked like it was designed to be like a wall mount or something. So like the, the backside was just flat so you could mount it on the wall. It was pretty, pretty funky looking. Um, But that, like, that shit happens more than you think it does to see on the cup Um, that they, they hammer that out. I mean, if you look at the thing, it's all, you know, dented, nicked, beat up. Like it, the thing gets the shit kicked out of it, but that's what makes it such a beautiful trophy. Absolutely. It's just, 
it's not often that and you, you say it happens often, but it is not often that we actually get visuals of it. Yeah, and right. so to see this, it, it, it was funny. And there was a lot of people talking about it and some good Twitter reactions there. But Chase, we're going to move on to some expansion draft talk now. Um, you've come up with a list that I wholeheartedly agree with. Uh, let's talk about it. And then after we go over it, we can talk about why we went this route rather than a route we went prior. Yeah. So if you listen to the other episode where we talked about expansion, it was at some point in the season. I don't know. Um, it, it was it was a jiffy lube ago. But regardless, uh, we went seven, three and one. This time we go four, four and one. So four forwards, four defense and one goalie, eight skaters in total. Uh, sure, you're losing out on two skater spots. But when you've got the defenseman that you got here in Tampa, I mean, you really got no choice. So. Cooch, uh, Stammer, Point, and Sorelli up front. You know, Cooch and Stamkos, they have no move clauses, so they had to be protected anyway. And then the other two, Point and Sorelli, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious. On the back end, you got uh, Victor Hedman, Ryan McDonough, Mikhail Sergachev, and Eric Chernock. So Victor Hedman, he's on no move clause as well. And then the other three, you know, I think they make obviously all the sense of the world. McDonough and Sergachev have played fantastic. Eric Chernock has really, you know, come out of a shell and, and become a breakout player for this Tampa Lightning team. He's been fantastic. And it, it's just too hard to lose that player for free. And then we don't need to talk about the goalie. Absolutely. And that's why we went the 4-4-1 route this time. Uh, we think that Chernock in the playoffs really stepped up and his development has really impressed us to the point where we're willing to lose an Andre Palat or a Yanni Gord or an Alex Kalorn so that we can keep Eric Chernock. So it's going to be tough if that if that happens to be the case. It's going to be tough to see one of those guys go, Andre Pilat, Alex Kalorn, Yanni Gord. But at the same time, securing a guy who is only, what is he, 24, 23, 24, 24. that has had this great development that we've seen, especially through the playoffs, it's worth it in our minds. Yep, yeah, I agree 100%. So some of the names are going to be left open. You know, you mentioned a couple, but I'll, I'll go over them anyway. So... Andre Palat, Yanni Gord, Tyler Johnson, Alex Kaloran, Blake Coleman, Barkley Gaudreau, Patrick Maroon. You know, some of these guys are expiring uh, for agents anyway, so it doesn't matter. But uh, Boris Kachuk, Taylor Radish are a couple solid prospects. Alex Barboulet, someone we had on our protection list originally uh, in, in the first episode, but this time around a little different. Uh, Mitch Stevens, Matthew Joseph, uh, you know, just a couple other guys up front that are, you know, legitimate options. Then, of course, Ross Colton, you know, the Stanley Cup uh, winning goal scorer. Uh, hopefully Tampa finds a way to, you know, just throw, throw him a, a middling round pick just to keep him around. Cause I'd love to see him continuing with our Tampa lightning. Then also in the back end, uh, you know, you, you got Yan Ruda and David Savard. Those guys will be open, but Savard will be a pending free agent. So that's whatever. Uh, Cal foot is a very tempting player for Seattle to take. I think that'd be a good kind of change of scenery for him. It would suck for us. Um, but I think it does make a lot of sense for them. Now, Chase, if you were Seattle, what player out of that group of names that you just listed off, what player would you be looking at if you're Seattle? So honestly, I think I would make Tampa the last team I choose from based on these options because you could go two very dr- like drastic ways. Uh, it really depends how the rest you, how you plan the rest of your draft to fall out. They want to build a, a competent team right now, of course, but they want to be able to sustain a decent roster and be good in the future. So if you end up putting together a, a pretty good team where you don't need to take on the extra cap just to get, uh, you know get a, a like a good player. Uh, you know, then you could go with the younger player route. You know, if if the Ross Colton's not going to be sort of any type of trade thing, you could go for Ross Colton, Alex Barbelay, Taylor Radish, or Cal Foot. But if they're building a team and they, you know, they need that one more piece up front to to really solidify them, then I would say probably Yanni Gord's the one I would take over Andre Palat. So you don't think there's a chance they go Curtis McAlhinney? 
I, you know, I don't want to say it's impossible, <laughs> but it's definitely impossible. Yeah. Uh, man, what a blessing that would be, eh? Yeah, that, I mean, that that's just not <laughs> going to be happening. So it's not even a situation we can like worry about because well, it's just if not they, happening. What if they leave Tampa for last and they only have two goalies? Like, they kind of have to then, you know? Then they'll go to, like, <laughs> the fucking whoever. They'll go to literally anybody else and pick some other goalie because, like, they're not taking an expiring 38-year-old goalie who's probably going to retire. I mean, Edmonton traded for a 38-year-old defenseman? Because it's Ken Holland! <laughs> well, hey, we can hope, but uh, that that's our thoughts on the expansion draft. Um, it's going to be very exciting. It comes up on July 21st, like I mentioned earlier on in the episode. Uh, make sure to stay tuned for that. Some updates on what's going to be happening here with the Boats broadcast over these next two episodes. Next week, next Monday, we're going to be having our draft Preview. We're going to be looking over prospects, everything like that. So if you want to get to know some of the top names in this draft class, make sure to stay tuned for that. And then the following episode next week on Thursday, we're going to have our free agency preview. Going to be going over some of the top names that are going to be available and possible guys that maybe Tampa looks to add. So going to be very exciting. We're going to continue to talk about that in the offseason. And now we'll swing over to a hockey name of the day. You're going to hate me. You're going to hate? Oh, 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 I hate you. <laughs> Woo-wee. Um, where do I start? All right, it's definitely a silent T to start off. So I'm going to go Simify. Uh, I don't want to say cow hernia, but it looks like it. Oh, uh, you're really going to hate me. <laughs> Cause Timothy uh, cow hernia. Let's go, baby. Timothy. No, it's not. Yep. No. Yes, it is. No, it isn't. Kovgaranya. Where's the V? Where's the G? Also, uh, so that's the actual pronunciation. And funny enough, um, because that name would be a nightmare to pronounce, it's actually he kind of has a English translated version name of it now. So, so Timothy Kovgaranya is kind of it's like directly spelled T I M O F E I. K-O-V-G-O-R-E-N-Y-A. So that's his original name. That's how you pronounce it. So they made a kind of simplified version. Uh, but fun, fun enough, funny enough, uh, if you're a WHL fan and you're going to see this guy because he's going to the Spokane Chiefs next season, he is a six foot three defenseman, you know, 203 pounds. Uh, you know, he, he's definitely a solid player. He was the first round pick in the CHL import draft. He's going to come in, should make a pretty immediate impact with the Spokane Chiefs. Uh, he, he's a Belarusian. He's 18 years old. He's draft eligible this year. I don't think he'll be getting drafted. But he's a solid player, and um, you know he's got a chance to be a, a decent major or major junior defenseman. Why do you put a silent S after the T if it's going to be Timothy? What the hell do I know? I don't know, <laughs> dude. We need to get some parents on hockey name of the day so I can just freaking understand why they do this, or or maybe even knock some sense into them because some of the names that we've gone over are just why. <laughs> I, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. I don't. I'm, I'm not a fan. When you've got a T and an S right after each other, the T is always silent. Always. Except for this time. It just it reminds me of the uh, Saturday Night Live skit with Brady Shea's name. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's an S, K, and a J, so that's a no. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I should start doing that. I should start doing that because <laughs> names like this, yeah, that's definitely a no. Uh, I, I mean, hey, I tried. I, I thought it was... Uh, 
simify cow hernia. That was not the case. Yeah, I, I can't imagine that a cow would be very happy having a hernia, so I, I, yeah, I feel bad for that cow. I mean, it kind of looks like it, doesn't it? No, it, it does. It's fair. So, whatever. That was Hockey Name of the Day. Hope you enjoyed. I didn't, but Chase, we can, uh, <laughs> now, we can now flip it on over to you and uh, let you do the outro. As always, I want to thank you guys for listening. If you want to support us on Patreon, we'd appreciate it. It's not just us. It's the whole network. Some exclusive content over there. Make sure to check it out. Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, at Bolts Broadcast, that is at Bolts Broadcast. You can follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter, at HockeyPodNet. That's at HockeyPodNet. And while you're at it, you can also follow WNP on Twitter, at WNP Sports Pod. That's WNP Sports Pod. That way you're getting your hockey talk, your football talk, your only talk that you need in the world, honestly. Uh, we, we got you covered. You're, you're good to go. Uh, make sure you go to HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. Find all the podcasts in the network right there. Boom. Click the logo. Listen, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. You can also check out our blogs over there. You know, I keep saying I'll be putting out a blog, and I do plan on it, but things are just gotten in the way. It's been a really busy last couple of weeks, winning the Cup, North American League draft. You know, I've been a busy fellow, but should have a little more time here coming up. So, you know, I'll, I'll put together a decent piece for you guys to check out. Wherever listening, if you could rate us five stars, send us your questions, comments, concerns, uh, you know, that would be great. But whatever you're doing, do not forget to use code THPN when you sign up for DraftKings. More time coming up. Does that mean that, uh, and you do have the house alone, does that mean we're throwing parties? Yeah, sure, why not? Because, I mean, he's had the house alone for a week and a half, yet we haven't been invited over, so. I've been the busiest mofo on the planet the last week and a half. Very nice, Chase. Whenever I have the house alone, I make sure to do a steak night with the boys, but whatever. All right, fine, Friday, Friday since, especially we, since you're not going up to your place we, anymore, Friday. We see your priorities. Friday. (laughs) All right. That's it for the show. Thanks for coming out, guys. We'll talk to you soon.